In the last few episodes of HPH, we took a look at the life of George Washington, a man you know and love. This week, we're going in the complete opposite direction and taking an intense look into a man you know and hate. That's right, it's a full episode on our intro guy, Dan. Just kidding, no one cares about that jackass. No, this week we're telling you all about a young Austrian drifter who grew up to be a dictator so evil and so hated that his name is literally the worst thing anyone on the internet can call you. Grab your drinks and enjoy this episode of Hunter Proof History titled Adolf Hitler Part 1, Rise of an Asshole. This is Hundred Proof History. We're drinking whiskey and talking history. So, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy a few laughs as the guys talk about all the horrible things people do to each other. Here are your hosts, Chris and Greg. Hallo, mein Mana und Frauen. Oh. Hold on. Were you Google translating this the whole time? Yes. Dan was talking and you're like, shut up, Dan, you motherfucker. That's right. Entschuldigung, ich spreche kein Deutsch. That means, I'm sorry I don't speak German. Oh, okay. Yeah. You like how perfect it was, though? German, yeah. <laughs> like that Family Guy episode where the uh, Mexican dude in the back of the truck is speaking in full sentences and... It's like, no, I know how to say this, but but that's about all I know how to say. And oh, yeah. Peter asks him another question, and he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to say that in this sentence explaining it. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome in, home skillets, to this new, fresh, sexy edition of Hunter Proof History. I am, of course, your sexiest of hosts, Christopher. And you are, sir. I just don't know the angle of the new, uh, the new edition, but I'm main host Gregory. I don't know. You got to keep it, keep it fresh. You got to keep bringing them back. Oh, so it's just words. Yeah, it's meaningless oh. words. Like ninety percent oh. of this fucking podcast, none of it matters. I didn't know if we were gonna like take our clothes off or something. Oh yeah, well we still can. It's an audio format that won't horrify anybody, but not to us because we're zooming. That's true. Is that what it, what you call it when you huff a bunch of glue before you sit down to do a podcast? Something like that. Cool. Well, Gregory, last week we wrapped up our George Washington series. Mm-hmm. And if everyone listened to that episode as they should have, they know we said some salty things, some sweet and salty things about truckers and truck stops. Well, this week we received a strongly worded email from the American Truck Driver Society. Oh, did we? Yes, we did. This is real. Okay. <laughs> What's it say? It says, Dear Sirs, we have heard your podcast, and we are not amused. The things you have said are sacred secrets that truck drivers are supposed to keep to themselves. Who revealed our darkest truths to you? If we see you in the roadway, we will not break. Sincerely, Truck Driver Union President some guy's name that I can't think of off the top of my head. P.S. Love the show. I like it. Okay, good. I thought you were about to hit the failed bit alarm on me. Thanks, some guy. <laughs> well, I will have you know, sir, that I am speaking from the inside. I was on a PCP bender for about a month and a half, mm-hmm. and I was a trucker's fuck slave. So, Ooh. I know how they are. So you know the life. I got out. I'm one of the few. So you're the trucker version of Deep Throat. In every sense of the name. Moving on. <laughs> Painful memories, Chris. Well, Greg, today our source on Hitler is a book called Hitler by Joachim Fest. And it's actually spelled Joachim Fest, J-O-A-C-H-I-M, if you're trying to find it on the internet. Uh... Interesting book, very kind of the same thing as last time. It's very in-depth, lots of uh, details. You're going to drown in fucking Hitler stories. Yeah, but unlike the Washington um, book by Ron Chernow, Washington Alive, if anybody wants to go go still find that, there's a lot less, in my opinion, inconsequential details. Yeah, that's fair. Like These are all things that are part of the building of who he is, whereas a lot of the things, in my opinion, in Washington were... Just every, I know everything about him. Here it all is. <laughs> Here's how many buttons he ordered. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to know that. 
yeah, I get that. Uh, by the way, uh, Joachim Fest is a German Catholic, his uh, son of anti-Nazi Catholics, uh, and he had access to all sorts of German writings, and that's why he was able to compile this book. It's not just some random dude sitting in, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, thinking, wonder what Hitler did. Let me just look that up on Wikipedia and type up a book on it and make a million dollars. No, no, dollars. This, this book was written decades ago. He died in 2006, I think. Yeah, it was written in the 70s, but it still holds up very detailed, very good. One, you get more primary sources back then, too. More verifiable things. Yeah, because not only were the Nazis still alive, they were still running West Germany, <laughs> as we learned in our Munich series. And Scientific America. Yeah, but that's fine, because that's for us. Who cares? They're, they're good Nazis now. Well, we'll probably do an episode on Operation Paperclip before too long. Yep. And before too long means within the next five years, by the way, so no holding us to anything. You think I'm going to live for another five years, you fucking idiot. <laughs> the liver's like a water balloon that you're still holding under the faucet, even though you're like, I should probably take this off and tie it. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to fucking explode. Yeah, I I thought, you know, I, I did like six sit-ups and I thought I had abs. And my doctor was like, no, that's, that's your liver trying to escape through your skin. Like he could push it. <laughs> he could, it's like, like, I don't know why, doc. I, I, I Maybe I just worked out too hard, but it hurts every time I move, breathe, or exist. And he's like, yeah, no, no, that's your, that's your liver. We're going to have to replace that. Do you see how yellow you are, sir? <laughs> oh, I thought it was just, you know, the sun. I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of sun. Anyway, Gregory, what are you having to drink today? I'm drinking a new Ardbeg expression called Wee Beastie. It's uh, an Isla scotch, so it's very smoky. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking it because at this point in our story, Hitler's kind of a wee beastie, you know? Yeah. He, he goes full-on fucking beastie, but right now he's just a... He's just a wee just beastie. Just a little beastie. A little, little cute little, little wee beastie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like in Jurassic Park when the raptor hatches. You're like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Look how cute uh -huh. it is. Or like in uh, Alien when it comes out of that dude's stomach. Yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> that's what my liver is trying to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, what are you drinking today? Today I am having Straight Edge bourbon whiskey. This Straight Edge is a bourbon out of California. If our listeners remember, they probably don't because no one gives a shit. But during our Rasputin episode, I drank Slaughterhouse American Whiskey. Same company makes this. It's pretty decent. 42%. Nice, easy drinker. The reason I'm drinking Straight Edge Bourbon Whiskey is because it's kind of an ironic name. You know, Straight Edge means no alcohol, no drugs. And Hitler told people that he did not drink or take drugs, and that was complete horseshit. Because he did all of that stuff. The drinking did taper off later on in his life, but during this story, he got plenty drunk in these beer halls where he gave his speeches, so... He was also very anti-smoking. Yep. I'm going to lie about a complete package of cools today. Just blast through those menthols. Ooh. Yeah. They give you fresh breath while you're smoking. It just feels fresh. <laughs> it does not smell fresh. Well, Greg, are you ready to talk about your hero, the great man... Adolf Hitler. He is not my hero. Oh. And that sounds really fucked up to people that don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> I'm just referencing that toothbrush mustache you've grown out for this episode. Which, by the way, <laughs> so on a previous episode, I don't remember what it was, I just made reference to Hitler being a great man. Not a good man, but a great figure. Like a size-wise. Impactful. He was very muscular. <laughs> no, but yes, a very impactful figure, a great man. And so we kind of chose this book at random, and I text Chris after we started reading it, and I was like, hey, so did you think the whole entire preface of this fucking book was what a great man Hitler was? <laughs> what a piece of shit he was, but how he was a great figure? He was like, yeah, I laughed, but I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> so in your face, Chris. Can't ever admit you're right, because goddamn, I won't live that down. Oh, yeah, I'll probably bring it up ten times this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode, fuck, I'll be like 80 on my deathbed, and you'll be like, hey. Chris, Chris, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Remember? Remember? Chris. Chris! No! <laughs> Come back from the light! Remember that time! You just shake your head yes, I'm like, all right, you may go. Yeah. You're like running my DNR into the shredder. No, 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 he needs to wake up for this shit. <laughs> Plug it back in! Plug it back in! 
Oh. And of course, you'll be there because you'll be my proxy because my whole family will have completely abandoned me by that point, just given up on me completely. Have they not already? Well, mostly. The kid still likes me. <laughs> Wait till she gets older and realizes what the fuck I do for a living. And Wait till she understands what happened in all those pivotal moments of her life when you weren't there. Yeah. When I was in here yelling curse words about my dick and Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get into the story of this great, great extreme piece of shit. Adolf Elizabeth Hitler was born in Braunau am um, Inn, Austria, on April 20th. 1889. 420, am I right, guys? <laughs> hey I can relate to the kids, Greg. I can do it. I have smoked a lot of drugs in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of the devil's lettuce. <laughs> right, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so woke and turned up. Anyway, his parents were both Catholic, but there are legends that claim Hitler's grandfather was Jewish although there is almost nothing of historical note to support that idea. And I put this in here, Greg, because uh, I heard this when I was growing up. I don't know where I heard it or why it came up. You know, typical schoolyard stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, your dad's homeless. Your mother doesn't love you. Oh, yeah, well, Hitler's grandparents were Jewish. Did you know that? Just blow your mind a little. Yeah? Well, you want to play with me now? So you said two bad things and an innocuous thing, or ironic thing. Well, those things were said to me, and my comeback was his parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. His grandparents sure were on the Jewish. Same page here. Like, hey, all right. Uh, I'm cool, right? Because I knew that. Like, <laughs> can I come to your house and watch cartoons after school? My, my mom locks the door, and I have to sit on the porch until 6 p.m. <laughs> his family bounced around Austria from town to town because his dad kind of sucked at being a farmer. Along the way, little Adolf would become a choir boy and have dreams of joining the priesthood. But once again, the family moved and he forgot all about those ideas. And this was one of the things that stood out to me is reading this book is how many times we could have stopped Hitler if just like certain things would have happened. You mean like that time he was drowning and the priest saved him from drowning? Yeah. Yeah, that. Or that was another rumor. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a rumor, and we'll get to it. He does serve in World War One. There was a rumor that... He's stumbling, injured towards the British officer, and the British officer spares his life instead of shooting him. If so, those people are bigger monsters than Hitler. Just saying. <laughs> in his early years as a student in Leonding, Hitler did pretty okay, with his teachers noting he was a capable student, but he didn't like to give much effort. Soon his father moved them again to Linz, and sent Adolf to a more modern secondary school known as a Realschule. And for our listeners at home, that is spelled like you would say it, real school. That's one of my favorite things about Germans. They're so fucking literal. Like when I learned what the U and U-boat stood for. And U-boat's a submarine. Underwater boat? <laughs> yeah. Unterseeboot. <laughs> yeah, nailed it, guys. You're, you're very, very poetic. They're exact. They are exact. Well, it is real Schule. He really sucked butts as a student. In 1905, at the age of 16, he had already been forced to repeat two grades, barely passed the third time, and was receiving unsatisfactory marks in German, sonography, mathematics, history, and geography. Really excelled at eugenics, though. Yeah, just nailed that one. Knocked it right <laughs> out of the fucking part. And so Hitler dropped out of school. He would later claim that his father had forced him to go to that particular school because he wanted Adolf to become a civil servant and not an artist. Like every parent, you know? Yeah. Well, when he saw Hitler, he's like, he brought him like a drawing. He's like, daddy or uh, father, father, look. And it's like a stick figure. And, you know, he's holding the, the little stick figure gun. And he's like, it's Napoleon. What do you think? He's like, <laughs> God damn it. You're 17 years old. You should be better at this. This is what you want to do. <laughs> Why are you talking like a baby? <laughs> yeah. Und Vater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hilarious. And he puts his stick horse between his leg. You never loved me. You never believed in me. <laughs> Giddy up, Klaus. Ride into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of the living room. <laughs> He's riding in circles around the lazy boy. <laughs> Try to watch the fucking game. God damn it, Hitler. Don't worry, I'm hitting the old dusty trail, father. <laughs> You're not getting further away. You're just making quieter ch, -ch sounds. 
Marion, get in here, get your fucking boy. <laughs> Tell him to go outside and play. <laughs> Maybe play a sport or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pap cracks open the Schlitz. Oh, that fucking kid of mine. Oh, anytime he does something bad, it's my son. <laughs> anytime good, you son. <laughs> you son? You, you son? Like, <laughs> I never, I don't know. She's half Vietnamese. <laughs> Moving right along. Well, Hitler said his dad didn't want him to be an artist, but in fact, his dad had gone to a bar in 1903, taking one sip of wine and dropped dead on the barroom floor. And that's the dream, fellas. For you people who failed math, just like Hitler did, that was two years before Adolf was politely asked to get the fuck out of Realschule. So, he just lied. Like, he just made that up. No. I trusted you, Hitler. Monsters don't lie. <laughs> Hitler was a daydreamer throughout his teenage years. He would buy a lottery ticket and spend hours upon hours figuring out how he'd spend his fortune down to the most minute of details. And of course, we all do this to some degree. Buy the lottery ticket and that's what the actual value to most of us is. Is the five minutes going, what would I do if I had $300 million? <laughs> right. And I always say, you know, I'd quit my job, buy a nice house, and I'd do the podcast full time. And I go, God damn, that'd be fucking miserable. Like, that'd be the biggest <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> like, I don't know if I believe in a higher power or karma or whatever, that, you know, where like, oh, I'd give half of it to charity and I'd save so many lives. I should be a fat load sitting on the couch playing PlayStation going, oh, fuck, I need to work on the outline. I got to record today. <laughs> 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 Let's Uber in some McDonald's. I can't afford it. <laughs> Jesus. Lukewarm McDonald's. That's the fucking dream right there. Mm -hmm. I oh. want some of them chicken nuggets that are all one of five shapes. Like, they don't oh, even pretend God. like they're they're naturally shaped. That was one of my worst memories is when they had, it was like $5 for like 40 nuggets or something. I think it was like 20. Yeah, I don't remember. But I, I remember me and my friend, we challenged each other. Like, you think you could do it? I'm like, yeah, I could fucking do it. I need 20 nuggets. No big deal. And like, get like six in. You're like, these are fucking awful. These are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we do those daydreams, but when Hitler lost, he would go into a fit of rage and claim the lottery organization and the government had cheated to make sure that he, Adolf Hitler specifically, didn't win. A lot of people, you know, they think about Hitler. And when you think about him, you always imagine these fits of rage, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of people think it's like a byproduct of the stress he was under. You know, constantly from being at war with, you know, half the planet. Nope. He was always fucking like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, if something didn't go his way, he was just incensed. Yeah. Just, it was insane. It's bullshit, man. Why is why did the lottery organization pick out me and say I couldn't be rich? Those motherfuckers. <laughs> and of course, we all know who ran the lottery organization in his eyes, Greg. Oh, yeah. Everything was the Jews. Yeah. Everything bad was the Jews. Just riding down the road on his rollerblades, and he hits a stick in the road and falls over and rolls down the hill and skins his knee, and he's like, Is that Jew? Oh, you fucking Jew stick! Ah! <laughs> a German stick wouldn't have been there. Nope. Anyway, in 1907, Hitler moved to Vienna with the hopes of becoming an artist. He sent in a drawing to the Academy of the Fine Arts on two separate occasions, with the director eventually saying, LOL, maybe painting should be more of a hobby for you. Go be an architect, kinda. That's German for kid. Nailed him. Man. I know it. Duolingo, you did it again. <laughs> Hitler was once again convinced the system was out to get him. Of course, he couldn't be an architect because he had dropped out of school, and he knew they were just picking on him for being a dropout. Not because his art was god-fucking-awful. Like, you go look at it, and the buildings are all fucking crooked, and it's like, did they not have rulers in 1907, you know, Austria? They couldn't, like, you can't draw a straight fucking line and make a building look like a building? <laughs> it's like, uh, you remember those infomercials, late-night commercials? It was like the Art Institute, and they'd send you a packet and, like, draw this turtle. You remember that overnight commercial? No. You don't remember that? Okay. Well, they had them. And I just imagine Hitler getting one of those and it's like, draw this turtle. And it's a very specific, like, sketch of a turtle with shading and all that. And he just draws, like, a childlike picture of Michelangelo and writes cowabunga in big block letters above <laughs> it. 
Michelangelo the Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah, not Michael, oh, okay, not, not the not, painter. Yeah, not the painter who was actually a turtle. I mean, we were on the subject of painting. <laughs> oh, that makes but sense. I should have known you were talking about a Ninja Turtle. I know jack shit about art, but I know a lot about the Ninja <laughs> Turtles, okay? You think they ever had sex with April O'Neil? All of them. All of them. Like, at the yeah. same time? Except Donatello. He was too much of a nerd. Yeah. He no, was... like, one by one. She was respectable. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, she wasn't in a turtle gangbang. Donatello was the one filming, and because they're turtles, like when he finished filming edited, he had to speed it up 32 times so it looked like actual porn. You know, because they're turtles. Yeah. They oh, move yeah. slow. Yep. In. Out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and she's just there on the floor, roofied out of her mind. What the fuck? Ninja Turtles are bad guys after all. Greg, turtle rape jokes are never funny. No, they're not. (laughs) Hitler would later say at this point he was broke as fuck and began to hate the bourgeoisie motherfuckers living it up in fabulous Vienna, Austria. Home of the world's most delicious sausages. Covered in slime. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like me at that truck stop. (laughs) Just... Sausage covered in just unknown jelly. Mm-hmm. I only have like three memories of those days. But they're <laughs> they're so vivid. Is that the one you were telling me about where the trucker said just squirt some mustard on it? It'll make it go down easier. You know, like mm-hmm. you do a Vienna sausage. No. Do you put do you put things on Vienna sausage? You gotta put something on a Vienna sausage. I always just fucking rinsed off the jelly and just <laughs> try to eat them as fast as I could. You gotta rinse them off. You put them in a little colander and run them over the fucking water. Like, get this fucking- <laughs> no, I'm not that uh, couth. Yeah. I would just put them in my hand and put them under the faucet. <laughs> or just jiggle them around, you know, like underwater in the toilet. Oh, yeah. The truck stop. Yeah. And then just... All in one mash, just... That's how you do it. I just it. needed sustenance at that point. That's how you do it. We're going to put that recipe on our Instagram. We'll make a little video for you guys so you can see how to, you know, how to really spice up your Vienna sausages. <laughs> my jokes disgust me. That is disgusting. That's the grossest thing we've ever fucking said on this podcast. <laughs> and I just talked about a lady getting raped by turtles. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> Well, in reality, Hitler's inheritance and the money his mommy sent him allowed him to live well, and he'd dress in fancy suits and actually desperately hoped to be a part of the bourgeoisie. But in 1909, the money ran out, and Greg, your hero Hitler, became a hobo. Mm. I knew I hated him. <laughs> I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Oh, that this, this is what it but was. But I knew I hated him. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah, this is this is what pushed you over the edge right there. <laughs> It was around this time that Hitler began to gravitate towards anti-Semitic views. At the Realschule, he had enjoyed the lectures of a history professor who claimed the Jews were the root of all evil, and later, when he was homeless, Hitler found an Aryan newspaper that echoed those opinions and called for, you guessed it, the extermination of the Jewish people. Could you imagine your teacher espousing these beliefs just out loud as part of his lecture? Dude, once a professor gets tenure... They can say whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) (laughs) They're all unionized at that point. You can't fire them. That's why, uh, you know, I I took a a class in college on uh, computer science. And I I was going to be a programmer. But our teacher didn't actually teach us how to program. He just sat up there and drank schnapps out of a plastic bottle in a paper bag and talked about how his wife was cheating on him. I'm like, please, please, please help me out here. Like, I don't have to teach you shit. I got tenure. And uh, so I dropped out of school. And that's that's the story I told my parents when I wasted all their money. And it wasn't the fact that I, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me being drunk and going to the movies every day. No, no. Just couldn't come up with a more believable story, uh, nope, huh? Nope. No, this fucking guy, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's wild, wild. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I don't know why they don't fire that guy. But uh, anyway, he didn't teach me anything and I, I failed. Um, can I live with you again? Like, God damn it, you're 43. When are you going to move the fuck out? (laughs) Well, after reading that stuff and going through the classes, Hitler finally found someone to blame for his own poverty. And no joke, not making this up, 
he blamed the Jews for the fact that he couldn't get laid. Well, another reason he couldn't get laid was the dude was terrified of venereal diseases. Like, no joke. Like, it was a huge fear of his. Yeah. He couldn't get, uh, I'm, I'm going to be hip like you. He couldn't get any of that WAP. Oh. Or is it, is it wet-ass pussy? Do you say the acronym or do you just, do you say WAP or W-A-P? What do you say? Well, I don't think you can say it on this podcast because we keep to a strict PG rating. But <laughs> Of course we do. You have to do the radio edit of wet and gushy, which is WAG. I don't see how they still call it WAP. But, uh, and that actually offends me more. I don't know why. Like, wet-ass pussy, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, okay, I get it. You know, sexual empowerment for women. Wet and gushy, I'm like, ugh, ugh, no, that's too much. <laughs> women, that doesn't happen to women. No, <laughs> they don't get Number good. one, wag could mean wet-ass pussy. Like, what does N- NSDAP mean later in this story, okay? Yeah, that's true. Translations. But also, yeah, I don't get it. Why is it so wet? Ooh. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, right? I heard from Ben Shapiro that if it's that wet, his wife's a doctor. I don't know if you know that. I heard from him. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys are aware Yeah, Ben Shapiro's wife's a doctor. Well, I heard from him that his doctor said if your pussy is that wet, that you need a mop and a bucket, you need to go to the doctor. Ben, Ben's wife. I agree. Yeah, there's something wrong with that if... If, if there's any sort of, like, wetness or lubrication, you have messed something up. Pro tip to our 14-year-old virgin listeners. <laughs> Hitler bounced around Vienna for a while, eventually taking work as an artist for advertisements and posters. In 1913, he returned to Munich. By this time, according to him, he was a full-fledged anti-Semite and believed that Germany was just the bee's knees. Also, he was ducking the Austrian military, which was trying to draft him. In 1914, he hauled his sorry ass back to Austria to appear before the draft board. They determined he wasn't fit for service because he was, quote, too weak and, quote, incapable of bearing arms. He then returned to Germany and asked if he could join their army, and they said, Get in, Lusa. We're going to war. War, huh? (laughs) War. And of course, he would later lie about this shit, too, and say, He left Austria on his own accord and went to Germany because he loved Germany so much. And really, he was just dodging the fucking draft like a fucking hippie. Hitler the hippie. Coming to TBS this fall. But he joined the German army. Oh, yeah. I guess my fucking Hitler the hippie thing's just dead in the water. Thanks, Greg. Hmm. (laughs) Fuck. I just wanted to talk bad about hippies compared to Hitler. That's how you do it, Greg. You make the group look like Hitler... And then you win the argument. Oh. And if there's anybody that's like Hitler, it's the hippies who are anti-war and just wanted to smoke pot and have sex. Exactly like Hitler. Just like Hitler. That same year, World War I broke out and Hitler was sent to the front to act as a courier. Throughout his service, he won multiple awards, including an Iron Cross, but was never promoted past private first class because he didn't show leadership qualities, and because no one fucking liked him. Imagine that. Yeah. He's just sitting over in the corner, playing Wonderwall on his guitar, making all the words about hating Jews. (laughs) Like, oh, this fucking guy. In 1916, Hitler caught some shrapnel on his left leg and was sent back to Germany to recover. Here he had what he called an awakening, when he saw that everyone was living life as normal and weren't suffering like the boys in the trenches. And of course, he just knew who was behind it all along. Greg, I'll give you one guess. The Entente Forces. Oh, I'm sorry. We'd like to thank you for playing. We'll be sending you home with a play-at-home copy of Hunter Proof History Trivia. No, the answer is the Jews. Of course! (laughs) Ah. Oh, what color are those red fire trucks? God damn it. (laughs) In October 1918 at Ypres, Hitler was temporarily blinded by a British gas attack. He was sent to a hospital, and it was here that he learned that the Germans were surrendering. At that point, he went blind once again. It's been theorized that both bouts of blindness were caused by hysteria. I'm having trouble imagining that. Yeah. Just little fucking hissy fits. Goddamn little bitch just complaining about everything. They're out to get Hitler again. Fucking... I don't like this guy. I'm starting to get to that that point where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 
I just really do not appreciate this person. Well, let's keep going. Maybe, okay. maybe your mind will be changed. In case you don't know shit about World War I, let's just say that Germany lost and the Allies blamed them for causing the whole thing to begin with. And so, they bent Germany over the arm of the couch and went balls deep without any lube. The German military was destroyed, and they were ordered to pay restitution to the other countries, which destroyed the German economy. And this is why French General Ferdinand Falk famously said, This is not peace, it is an armistice for 20 years. Which was almost exactly right. Yep. Like, I think it was off by like two months. Yep. Bet you that guy felt really good when... You know, Paris fell. He's like, I fucking told you. <laughs> at least I was right, bitches. Yeah, look at this shit. <laughs> look at me. All right, now run for your lives. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home and fuck my wife tonight. I feel real good today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever fuck a prophet, baby? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no one at the office believed me, and then it happened. I got laid off, you know? But uh, <laughs> I was right, so let's go. Told you I was getting fired, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll suck my penis until I ejaculate. That's that's sexy talk, right? Yeah, there. that's that's how the French do it. They're they're romantic people. Ha <laughs> ha! Suck my penis until I ejaculate. <laughs> do not mind the smell. It sounds more sexy with the accordion playing behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a noodle dangling out of the urethra, <laughs> like the lady like in the tramp. Lady in the tramp. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't use your teeth. Don't use your teeth. Don't bite it. It's a little limp spaghetti noodle. <laughs> <laughs> now you kiss at the end. You kiss at the end. <laughs> he, he turns around. Just a big old fucking strand of spaghetti hanging out his asshole. <laughs> there's a, oh, you know what to do. <laughs> there's, a, there's another French dog on the other end of that noodle biting up towards... <laughs> The ass is simultaneously smoking a cigarette somehow. <laughs> yeah. He's got a... Uh, he's a cultured ass, huh? He's got a little French red scarf tied around his ball sack and a, a tiny beret <laughs> on the tip Just of his Just the tiniest dick. of berets. <laughs> yeah, on his dick. <laughs> oh, his, his pubes are like in a twirly mustache. <laughs> it's taken years to grow. Yeah. It never says anything. We just know it, that that dick hates Americans. Just thinks less oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, it all smells like soft cheese. Who knows what happened there? Mm, <laughs> the cheese salesman, he's like, oh, debris is not free. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> then he shows his noodle hanging out of his urethra. He's like, fuck. I need to get out of this country. <laughs> this is the worst fucking airport I've ever visited. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just on a fucking two-hour layover. I've already had to suck two dicks. And they're rude, pompous dicks. They stink. You're just talking shit about you the whole time in French, and you're like, I, I read my books. I took Duolingo. I like. I know what you're saying. You're insulting me, but you know what? That's the only thing getting me through this, just the, the meaning part of it. Little did you know, I'm a masochist. Yeah. My only regret is that the ball gag briefcase from the last episode is actually it's in my checked baggage. Yeah. So I can't I can't fully get into the role of Gimp. Yeah. Well it'd be hard to, you know, get that noodle out of there if you're ball gagged. Give me that noodle. <laughs> just the sensation of being on the other end of having the noodle pulled out. Just, either uh, end. Uh, either end. <laughs> no, I'd suck, be horrible. I'd suck that noodle right out of there. But getting it out of yourself, no. No, you think it, it, maybe it hurts, or maybe it feels like that long booker that feels like it's attached to your brain, and you get that out of your nose, like, oh, oh, that was nice. Does your mom still listen to this trash-ass podcast? God, I hope not. <laughs> mom, I'm just kidding, I wouldn't suck the noodle out of another man's urethra, okay? <laughs> oh. Unless he pays well, you know? <laughs> Can we get back to the history, please? Oh, fine, listener. Fine. Uh, another thing of note here is after the war, Germany had what they called the Great Betrayal because their propaganda ministers were telling them they were winning the war and they're doing fucking great. And then all of a sudden they all surrender and that causes a bunch of disillusionment with the government and the people who are leading them. And that's kind of important going forward with Hitler's rise to power. 
Yeah, and it kind of happens again yeah. two and a half decades later. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> you mean all those people that live in the same towns as Holocaust uh, camps, the concentration camps, are like, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is fucked. Like when I went to Dachau, you go through the town of Dachau, mm-hmm. like right outside the camp. Like it's next to it. And it's not like it it expanded to get there. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's right there. Right. Motherfucker, you knew. Yeah, you could. And that wasn't even like necessarily an extermination camp, but they still killed people. Yeah. You couldn't smell the fucking fires and the bodies being cremated and shit. My ass. Well, they don't know if they ever used those crematoriums, but yeah, they did. They did. They totally did. There's no there's no record of it. Yeah. They totally did though. The country itself was thrown into chaos with parties from different political systems vying for control. The citizens of Germany had a political awakening, and anti-Semitic sentiments began to run rampant. Meanwhile, in dank-ass Munich pubs, men began to gather and form political clubs, and that is where a 30-year-old Adolf Hitler began to speak passionately about his own beliefs. And Greg, people were beginning to listen. Well, that's not good. What? Uh, Yeah, probably not. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows, Greg? Who knows how this whole Hitler becoming popular thing will work out for everybody? Okay. I guess I'll give it a chance. Yeah. So uh, Let's see where the story goes. Yeah. Why don't we take a break and uh, we'll come back and maybe it'll all work out sunshine and rainbows for everyone. I guess we'll see. Welcome back in, everyone. I'm feeling mighty fine myself. Mighty fine. Sorry, that was my my Hitler impersonation. That was your Hitler impersonation? We don't have a Hitler voice. You know, we haven't come up with a Hitler voice yet. I just did. We should workshop that. Well, there you go. Now you have to do every Hitler voice from here on out and come up with jokes that Hitler would say. Hitler jokes. <laughs> Hitler jokes. I don't think the dude ever said or laughed at a joke in his entire life. No, you don't think so? Well, it. I think it's so telling that you see that video of him when he's at his bird's nest in uh, Bechtesgaden, and he's actually, like, smiling, you know? And I think that's full-on propaganda, because the dude never fucking smiled. Bechtesgaden. You didn't say the R. Yes, I did. R. He said Bechtish Garden. We'll see, Chris. <laughs> anyway. Um Where the fuck was I? I don't know. Hitler didn't he didn't laugh. He didn't think things were funny. Okay. So like respond he, he to did. that. So you don't fucking think Poindexter looking ass fucking <laughs> trying to correct me on shit when you want to say everything wrong and you get fucking upset when I'm like Bitch. <laughs> I say things wrong on purpose and don't care because I'm American and arrogant, okay? <laughs> and they should say it like I say it, God damn it! Stupid idiots. Yeah. Ask Saddam how that went for him. Yeah, that's right. He was over there using V's for W's, and we showed his ass. Hung him up. Strung him up like a turkey. Because you string up turkeys, I guess. Do you? I don't know, Greg. I don't know anything about anything. We've I mean, established when I, this. when I do buy them once a year on Thanksgiving, they do have strings tied, you know, around mm. the... What are those? Are those shoulders? No, I'm just kidding. I know their legs. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny how they make animals not really look like food most of the time, and that's the one that vaguely does look like the actual animal, but just enough to where you're like... I don't feel bad about this. I don't feel bad at all. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, because it doesn't have the head staring at you. And even the neck is shoved up its ass, and you just pull the neck out and throw it away. In a bag? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm going to become a fucking turkey serial killer, you know? They'll call me the the turkey killer, you know? Because I'll get uh, prostitutes from truck stops and cut off their heads, Mm -hmm. but get the neck (laughs) and shove it up their ass. See, I thought you were going to say, you said you're going to be a turkey serial killer, that you're actually just going to go out in the woods and hunt no. turkeys and like, no. you know, take them back to hotel rooms and 
pour acid on their brain to try and make them zombie turkeys like Jeffrey Dahmer did. <laughs> but no, nope, you're, no, no, you're gonna you're gonna pluck getting, a bunch of prostitutes and not unless the turkeys are human women at truck stops. Oh, in that okay. case, yes, you're you're right. Yeah, not unless they're they're seventies jive turkey hookers. That's exactly what I was thinking. There you go. See, Hitler would not find any of this funny. You're no. right. I mean, nobody else does, but to be fair, Hitler would not either, so. Okay. But, say a nice old Jewish lady falls down a bunch of stairs and is laying at the bottom, screaming, help, I fall and I can't get up. Do you think Hitler laughs? Like, just stifles a chuckle. Okay, yeah, I could probably see it in that scenario. Okay. But he has maybe to verify. Maybe that's what happened at Berchtesgaden was they, like, threw her <laughs> over the ledge. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's why he was kind of smirking in that video. It's like a... I can see it. Chris Farley and Black Sheep just rolling down the hill and just falling and falling and falling. It stands up <laughs> and then gets hit by a rock and falls. All keeps, you know. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> and someone goes, she was Catholic, actually. And he's like, oh, you guys just ruined the whole fucking joke. Way to go. You just, you just killed my mood. Back to being frowny, Hitler. Well, Chris, have you switched over to your second half seltzer? Let me answer that question with a... Ah, Schlitz. Yeah, as an insurer, actually. I'm trying to regulate my diet. (laughs) An insurer. No, Greg, it is a seltzer, because it is time for... Second half seltzer. Second half seltzer. Second half seltzer! (laughs) Set that as my ringtone. The ladies love it. <laughs> what the fuck is a second half seltzer? Will you please answer that fucking phone? Jesus. Why is that guy singing so flat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he seems very disinterested, and then all of a sudden he's very excited. <laughs> what seltzer are you drinking? Uh, so, once again, I'm having the Shiner seltzers because I bought a 12-pack and I only drink them on this fucking show, so... Get ready for that for the next fucking 10 more weeks. Um, but no, uh, they're not that great. But the mango, one I'm drinking, is pre- pretty solid. I'll, I'll pound this mango right down my throat. Well, I will have you know that I buy 24 packs of my seltzers, mm-hmm. and they're all fucking gone. Yeah, you're already out. <laughs> well, I do things like smash them over my head during hockey games and shit. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's basically water, so I don't feel bad about wasting it. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's let's be honest. I just drink them all. But <laughs> so I don't have a seltzer today, but I mm-hmm. did exactly what you said. I've got a LaCroix and gin. Oh, there you go. And it's fucking delicious. <laughs> and I can make it way stronger than 5%. That's true. That is true. You've won again, you magnificent bastard. I can't wait to stumble through my part of this episode. I believe in you. Speaking of which, after returning from the war... Hitler had begun to speak in beer halls about his beliefs and the return of German glory, but no one in the pubs knew that he was still in the military and had been sent to infiltrate the German Workers' Party, or DAP, by his commander. German doesn't start with D. Workers' Party doesn't start with A. Deutschland, bro. Oh. Oh, and the other part is, it's long. Oh, yeah. It isn't, it's not a word that just means worker. Like, you couldn't look at it and go, oh, that, he's saying working person. Verking Perpen. Deutsch Arbeta Pate. I like that. I think I like the way you said that. I'm gonna sample that and put it in a techno song. Deutsch Arbeta Pate Deutsch Arbeta Pate Deutsch Arbeta Pate Deutsch Arbeta Pate Deutsch I could totally see it. Isn't it weird though? They're, they call themselves Deutschland, and no one else in the world does. Like, fuck you. It's Germany. No. Like, why do we do that in English? Why don't we just accept the name that the country calls themselves? I don't know, because there's a storied history with calling them Germanic peoples and mm. all that. And so it's like, no, oh, Germany. Ah, we're going to call ourselves Deutschland now. Hey, they're trying to rebrand. They've had some rough times, Greg. They call themselves Deutschland back then. They oh, had rough never. times with Deutschland. Oh, they what should rebrand again. <laughs> I guess so. Friendlyville. That's what we're calling ourselves, guys. Ovaltine. 
a crummy commercial, <laughs> branding doesn't always work. That's true. That's true. Meanwhile, that sad guy that we talked about a couple episodes in the same movie, we were talking about the sad guy that's just kind of following the family around. That was you. Alone. That was well. Yes, it's me in the movie. <laughs> but we rewrite. He's just sitting outside the window, just mixing some of that Ovaltine powder into some water because he doesn't have a milk. Vodka. <laughs> yeah, vodka. <laughs> and then he like soaks it into a tampon and shoves up his ass. <laughs> so be quick release. <laughs> I don't want to feel the pain. I still want to taste the chocolatey goodness of Ovaltine. It sounds like that's the opposite of what he should do then. <laughs> you can't taste through your asshole? No, but there's a lot of pain, I bet, when you put booze up there. I'm going to call my doctor tomorrow. Something's wrong with me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hitler quickly fell in good with the leaders who were pushing for a government that was a combination of nationalism and socialism. They asked him to join their organization and he did so at the behest of his captain. Hitler became member 555 of the DAP, who had started counting members at number 500 to make themselves look bigger. The old checkbook strategy. Uh, I was going to say that's how I measure my dick. I start at my tailbone and wrap that tape measure around my penis several times. And I'm like, look at that, ladies. Four inches. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> like the old Adam Carolla joke. He's like, yeah, I got a nine-inch dick. Start at my asshole and go an inch past the tip. <laughs> Hilarious. He, he stole that joke from me just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the old checkbook thing. I don't know if anybody that listens had What's checkbooks. a checkbook? What the fuck but is But they would checkbook? start at check 1,000 because if you started at check number one, people weren't going to take that shit. Like, no, you don't know how to balance your shit. Oh. Not welcome. And they'd pull down their shirt and show the swastika. <laughs> like Edward Norton did in uh, American History X. That's what all the conspiracies say, that the Nazis control the banks. Is, it, is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. I, it's something to do with, it's in that, that milieu, that little area, you know? That, that purview. Yeah, that thing. Right now, our 14-year-old listeners are furiously Googling what the fuck a check is. Yeah. <laughs> you could just hand somebody a piece of paper that said, I'll pay you this much money, and they'd take it? What a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Well, yes, they were. Yeah, I said the same thing when Sears and Roebuck accepted that check from me, and uh, I walked out with all those corduroys. <laughs> it is. Corduroys, nice. That's what Sears and Roebuck, that hadn't been around in 40 years. Well, the DAP almost immediately put Hitler in charge of recruitment and propaganda. And boy, oh boy, was that right in his wheelhouse. He immediately increased membership because he didn't have an actual job and could spend all day searching out disenfranchised veterans who were looking for a group to belong to. Soon, the membership swelled to over 2,000, and since they were all Hitler's buddies, his power in the group continued to rise. As far as the propaganda side goes, Adolf was a natural at that as well. Right after he joined, the DAP renamed itself to the NSDAP, which stood for the National Socialist German Workers' Party. He had spent his whole life being an outsider who felt like the system, or more specifically the Jews, had been holding him back, and so he knew how to attract downtrodden Germans. He spoke in slogans. His speeches would start by outlining the problems, then he'd find someone to blame and call for an NSDAP rise to power without ever really explaining how he would solve any issues with the country. So... Going through this and all the other shows we've done, I've decided it's real fucking easy to be a cult leader, or, you know, or rise to power. Like, even just going back to the last series, how George Washington would just sit there quietly and listen, and then he'd say the right things, and that's kind of what Hitler did. Hitler would, he, he was very isolationist as a youth, no one wanted to talk to him, so he kind of sat back and stewed in his own thoughts, and then when other people's thoughts started matching his, he was well-versed and he had those speeches planned in his head, you know? Uh, you knew how to sell shit to people. And so, yeah, I think you've talked about, you think you could start a, a suicide cult or whatever and be very successful at it. And I'm starting to think it's not that fucking hard based on all these stories we're, we're going over here. You might have a good point there. So let's start a cult. Let's, let's get in on this racket. Let's fucking do it, dude. That's sweet. Let's start sweet. with the uh, Patreon members. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys are ripe for the picket. I mean... They obviously already buy into bullshit, so... Yep. 
Literally. (laughs) Well, in 1920, Hitler left the military but continued down his political path. He became a complete and total showman who had his party members dress in military uniforms, and he would have trucks bearing swastikas drive around Munich announcing the next great Hitler speech. And he gave a shitload of speeches, sometimes 10 or 12 a day. Jesus. The stamina. It's it's probably meth. It eludes me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I could talk to 10 or 12 people a day. Get to number 13, and they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, fuck this shit again. (laughs) Um, are are you pretending to be asleep, Christopher? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're obviously pretending. I'll leave you be. I need you to wake up, because this noodle isn't going to suck itself out of my urethra. (laughs) 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 Well, from his following came a small army known as the S.A., which stood for sports division initially. They soon realized that soccer was boring, changed their name to the Stormtroops, and would, at Hitler's behest, roam around Munich and beat the ever-loving piss out of anyone giving a political speech that opposed the NDSAP, who had begun calling themselves Nazis. I know it's your favorite movie, and I don't want to insult you, but this whole thing reminds me so much of Fight Club right here. How Project Mayhem, like... Yeah, Project Mayhem. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't have anything to do. So he just roams around, you know, finding people who are disenfranchised to join up in his group. And then they just go fuck up shit. Now, obviously, their political ideologies, ideologies, however the fuck you say that word. Ideologies. Yes. Obviously, (laughs) their political ideologies were completely different. You know, they were uh, anti-establishment and all that in Project Mayhem. You know, pure anarchism. Did I say that right, too? Yes. Okay, yay! I did not, it. Not two, though. <laughs> you did say that one right. Yay! <laughs> but, uh, you know, and Hitler, you know, they wanted their rigid structure, but it just kind of, it struck that chord with me. I'm like, like, I just picture Hitler spraying a dude with a hose trying to get him to fight him. <laughs> that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what uh, Chuck Palahniuk was thinking. Maybe that was an inspiration. I don't know. The author of Fight Club. Let's ask him. Call him up, Wolf Dick. Wolf Dick isn't dialing. The biggest brawl for Hitler's band of thugs came in 1923, in what would become known as the Beer Hall Putsch. But this one wasn't against an opposing political party, but rather a coup within the Nazis. The leaders had grown tired of Hitler's shit and wanted him gone. In response, he marched a large group into Munich and surrounded the largest beer hall. He marched up to the stage, fired a revolver in the air, and shouted, The National Revolution has broken out! Nice. There you are. You did it. But everyone was just kind of confused and didn't take him too seriously. His force of 2,000 men became restless and aimless. The following day, they marched on the Bavarian Defense Ministry, where they were met by 130 soldiers and police officers. A firefight erupted. 16 Nazis and four police officers were killed. So, we were talking about forming our own cult, and I feel like something similar would happen. Like, we show up at uh, Rebecca Black concert, and she's singing Friday. You know, because you gotta get down on Friday. And you march up on the stage and fire a gun in the air and shout that the revolution has begun. And everybody's just like, what the, f- what the f- fuck is he talking about? What the- <laughs> Who is this it's guy? Friday, it's Friday. <laughs> the national revolution has begun. Huh? What? Is she going to do her other song? Oh, wait, she doesn't have one. Let's all leave and join this revolution this guy's talking about. And then we take over the world. We did it. Good job. You ride out of there on Wolf Dick's uh, little... What are those things called? Gurney? Like you're standing up there like George Washington on the bow of the ship crossing the Delaware. <laughs> As it's, I'm behind I'm, pushing. <laughs> I'm just on his gurney with a knee in his crotch. <laughs> yeah. Get all that padding from his big old wiener. Yeah, the giant HPH flag draped behind you on the pole just flowing in the wind. And, and he's hitting the button that on his speak and say that just says, kill me, kill me. 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 
Well, Hitler fled the city and thought briefly of swallowing the business end of a bullet, but instead he was arrested two days after the attempted coup and charged with high treason. For this super serious charge, he would spend all of one year in prison and would idle the time away by writing his bullshit-laden memoir, Mein Kampf. The next few years were just the worst for the poor, pathetic Nazis. They were basically banned from Bavaria, and in 1927, Hitler was banned from giving speeches. Fortunately for these Jew-hating dickholes, a bunch of idiots in New York fucked the stock market right the hell damn crap up and kicked off the Great Depression. As they're jumping off the buildings, like, I hope this doesn't cause World War II, and they splat <laughs> on the Wall Street. This global economic disaster caused the German economy to once again go right down the old poop tube. German citizens lost their jobs and began to question their leadership, which allowed the Nazis to strut their stuff. They returned with a vengeance and began to run for office. In 1930, the Nazi party won 107 seats in parliament. Parliament Funkadelic. Get some flashlight going. The Pink Funk All-Stars. Parliament itself was deeply divided between the communists and the democrats. They were so busy fighting that they refused to take the Nazi party seriously, despite the fact that the Nazis still had their good old sports division roaming the streets and curb-stopping any and every commie they came across. You said commies and democrats? I think that's the same thing. I don't... That's what I've I've heard, anyway. I'm sorry. C- continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they tell me on Facebook. Yeah. In 1932, Hitler ran for president. He didn't win, but his candidacy elevated the Nazi party even higher in the eyes of the German people. That year, the Nazis won 230 seats in parliament, which made them the largest party, but the legislature was so divided between so many political parties that no one actually held a majority. Because the parliament was so fucked up, absolutely nothing was accomplished. German President Paul von Hindenburg then agreed to make Hitler the Chancellor of Germany so someone would help the parliament make a decision. They never should have elected this guy because he's the one that crashed that fucking Zeppelin into New Jersey. You know? And okay, you're a hero now, I guess. You get to be president. (sighs) Fucking stupid. I agree. Just the humanity. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope somebody gets that joke, but fuck them if they don't. There are three people that got that joke. <laughs> and they're dying laughing right now. But Or or they're screaming at us because, like, it wasn't, it was named after him, you fucking idiots. No, it wasn't him flying the fucking. We know <gasps> you bitches. <sighs> Sometimes I just w- want to physically fight our listeners. Bare knuckle, shirtless brawl in the front yard. We should set it up on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Bring it on, ladies. Like, that's the next prize? That they get extra raffle tickets in? <laughs> get beat the fuck up by an alcoholic that's yellow. Hashtag sexy. Don't hit me in my liver, though, please. <laughs> they will burst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll take you out with me. It's like hitting somebody in a suicide vest. Yeah. yeah. If the suicide vest was made of inflamed liver tissue and it just explodes all over you like a Gallagher <laughs> fucking concert. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they're just covered in my fucking innards. I'm like, oh my god, that's disgusting. I'm dying on the ground, but I laugh. I'm like, I fucking got you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again, he's made the chancellor of Germany to help, you know, the parliament make their decisions. And, of course, there's no way that Hitler's gonna, you know, play favorites and do everything he could to make sure that the Nazis become the most powerful political party. On February 27, 1933, the Reichstag building, which housed the parliament, was set on fire. Hitler and the Nazis immediately blamed the communists, but of course there is evidence to suggest the Nazis did it themselves. As a result, 4,000 communists were arrested, and Hitler convinced President Hindenburg to pass a law that allowed for the suspension of due process and the right to a trial. And if you're confused by this at all, just go watch... Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. It kind of explains the whole thing. Lays it out for you in terms you can yeah, understand. It's obviously the best Star Wars movie, too. Ugh. I just got 8,000 angry emails right there. Just <laughs> People hit pause, and you, all you hear is... 
Well, on March 6th, the Nazis won even more parliament seats, upping their number to 288, which was now 49% control, but they still didn't have a majority. So, Hitler went to Hindenburg and said, Listen, bro, if you want parliament to actually do something, you need to pass a law that says the chancellor and his cabinet can pass any laws that they want over the next four years! <laughs> I like that he's always angry and screaming. Like, I want to hear Hitler order the through truth. the drive-thru. Greg, give me Hitler at McDonald's. <laughs> I will have a number one! I want that with no pickles! I repeat, no pickles! And I want the fries to have extra salt. Do not give me the old fries. Give me the new fries. <laughs> and the diet coke. <laughs> then he gets it, and it's got pickles all over the burger. And he's like, Jules! <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti scheisse! He just loses his shit. <laughs> but he waits to get, get home to check the bag. And he's like, fuck it, I'm not going back. It's not worth it. I can't. Just eat the fucking pickles. Just puts the pickles in the trash can. Fuck it. I can still taste them on my burger. <laughs> they soaked into the bun. <laughs> As they do. They even stain it. <laughs> they stain it. So even when you take them off, you have the, the taste and the sight memory of the pickle. Oh, it's mm. the worst. The absolute worst! <laughs> well, Hindenburg replied, man, I don't know. Sure does seem like you want to be a dictator. Hitler then told Hindenburg that he'd still have the power to veto Hitler's laws and then presumably laughed like an evil villain. Well, Hindenburg then asked him, well, why are you laughing like that? To which Hitler replied, Oh, this Jew lady fell down the stairs. You had to be there. <laughs> See, the new law known as the Enabling Act had made Adolf Hitler the supreme ruler of Germany. And that is where we will pick up next week on 100 Proof History. Boom, boom. Did it. Fucking did it again. Greg, it is time once again for Fast Facts. Fast Fact number one. Adolf Hitler idolized the German composer Richard Wagner. And like Wagner, he thought he was a genius that the rest of the world was too stupid to understand. But unlike Hitler, Wagner gave us something we always cherish, and that is, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Is that Fly to the Valkyrie? Yeah, but it's Elmer <laughs> Fudd trying to kill right. Bu Bugs Bunny. Well, I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, a lot of metal music came out of that classical style of composition. So. Hitler's? Wagner's. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> you purposely obtuse bastard. <laughs> Fast fact number two. Hitler would claim that he created the Nazi logo of a black swastika inside a white circle on a red background, but that it was actually created by another dude before Hitler even joined the DAP. The idea that Hitler created it was his own propaganda, which is still believed to this day. If you don't believe me, go look up Hitler on Wikipedia. <laughs> Fast fact number three. We don't want to be political. You support whoever you want for whatever reasons you want. But it is interesting that early in his career, Hitler's speech is focused on returning Germany to a simpler, dare we say greater time, and he proposed building a wall to keep Eastern Europeans and Central Asians out of Germany. Interesting. Fast fact number four. If you're wondering why Hitler didn't run for parliament before running for president in 1932, it's because he wasn't a German citizen. Following his arrest in 1924, Germany tried to deport him, but Austria said, We don't want his bitch ass, prompting Hitler to renounce his Austrian citizenship. Germany wouldn't actually approve him as a citizen until 1932. Alright, Christopher. I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Yep, we did it again. We wrapped this one up. We got more Hitler to come next week. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. And if you're not, it's going to happen either way. So, ready or not, here Hitler comes. Mm-hmm. That's what he said to Eva Braun. Oh. And his brain. <laughs> In the bunker. I don't know. Anyway, guys, check us out. Uh, 100proofhistory.com. Find us on social media, at 100proofhistory. 
And if you feel like it, donate to the Patreon. Get all those uh, good benefits that come with it. Yep. Be sure to smash that like and subscribe button. I learned Don't that from the kids on I YouTube. F- I hate that shit. <laughs> Alright, love you boys. And I guess girls. Yes, and to all our ships at sea. I especially love you. I have a, I have a, one of those anime ship fetishes. So I'm going to go spend the rest of the night looking at those pictures. What the fuck is that? <laughs> You've seen that? There's some weird thing on the internet where they make ships into anime girls. Bye. <laughs> I know how to pronounce Ypra. You don't have to put that in there. I don't know. Sometimes I think you know things and you don't. So I just do it all. That's fair. I appreciate your effort. Fuck you. Still going too fast. Fuck you. Just telling you. You sound like my I wife. I know how I know how it sounds. <laughs> Next you're going to tell me that's your belly button. In October 1918, at Ypres, Hitler was temporarily blinded by a British gas attack. What? <laughs> he slowed down, like, after you... St- in October 1918, at Ypres. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it sounded awkward. <laughs> Touch nips. Been thinking about what nipples are made of the whole fucking week. <laughs> the next few years were just the worst. You skipped one. For the- no, you didn't. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I for, Forgive me. You skipped one instance of not shutting the fuck up. <laughs> Do you have a sty? He didn't win, but his candidacy... El- candidacy. Candace Bergen. Mm. From Murphy Brown? Yeah. And Bergen I'd, is a city in Germany? I'd Murphy her brown, if you know what I mean. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Bergen? <sighs> Candace Bergen. Yeah. Murphy Brown. <laughs> We're talking about Germany. Oh, yeah. I miss I miss said candidacy as candidacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candace Bergen. Murphy yeah. Brown. Murphy Brown. <laughs> A bunch of 14-year-olds. Chris, do you get it? Murphy Brown. Say <laughs> go in there. Okay, I was about to say a bunch of 14-year-olds just yeeted their mom's iPhones across the fucking dining room. <laughs>